Well, it's, it's an absolute delight to be in Castlebury Fellowship this morning. And uh, it's very rare, actually, that I leave Fermanagh on a Sunday morning. Um, but really, really glad to be with you. And can I just take the opportunity? I mean, your interest in mission speaks for itself. And um, Stevie Walls will contact me at times to say, Castlebury Fellowship, bro, they're looking at a wee video update for the WhatsApp prayer group. And I mean, we have been just so blessed by your partnership in the gospel. And, and we praise God for that. And, uh, and we, we look forward. We're actually Chinese. We're well through our Chinese, interestingly. And um, we're just needing to pray that there'll be someone will print and take into China. So um, we praise God for you. I want us to, to read this morning from John chapter 21. If you've come expecting a Christmas sermon, you're going to be very disappointed. All right? Um, there's enough Christmas stuff going on. I know it's like that back home in, in, in Enniskillen too. But I just want to read from John chapter 21. Um, and I'm, I'm, going to read, I'm going to read actually from the King James Version this morning. I normally don't, but this morning I'm going to do that. And um, I want you to listen as we read the scripture together. And um, I don't know where you're at this morning. I don't know what's going on in your life. But I believe God has three words for you this morning. I really believe that. I wouldn't be here if I didn't believe that God wants to speak to you today. And, um, and I really believe that, that God's going to speak into somebody's life today. So we're going to read together. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And on this wise showed he himself. There were together Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus and Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee and the sons of Zebedee, that would have been James and John, and two other of his disciples. So there are a total of seven disciples here. Okay. Simon Peter said unto them, I go a fishing. They say unto him, We also go with thee. And they went forth and entered into the ship immediately. And that night they caught nothing. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore. But the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Then Jesus saith unto them, Children, have you any meat? They answered him, No. And he said unto them, Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and ye shall find. They cast therefore. And now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved saith unto Peter, It is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he girt his fisher's coat unto him, for he was naked, and it cast himself into the sea. And the other disciples came in a little ship, for they were not far from land, but as it were, two hundred cubits, dragging the net with fishes. As soon then as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid thereon, and bread. Jesus saith unto them, Bring of the fish which ye have caught. And Simon Peter went up and drew the net to land full of great fishes, an hundred and fifty and three. And for all there were so many, yet was not the net broken. Jesus saith unto them, Come and dine. And none of the disciples dared ask him, Who art thou, knowing that it was the Lord? Jesus then cometh and taketh bread, and giveth them and fish likewise. 
This is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to his disciples after that he was risen from the dead. We'll continue with John 21 in a moment. The backdrop to this, Jesus has, has died. He's been resurrected. He's going to go to Galilee. He told the disciples, I'm going to go there. We have, we have Peter who has denied the Lord before the crucifixion. Three times denied the Lord. He finds himself now back up in Galilee. And there's six other disciples with him. And Peter turns and he says, you know what, guys? This isn't working out. I'm going back to fishing. And he took others with him. And it says that they, they fished or they toiled. They worked hard the whole night. These were experienced fishers. James and John were there, sons of Zebedee. These were people who were used to fishing. This was their job. They were used to being on Galilee in every type of weather, they had been on, the, on Galilee in the storm with the Lord. They, they were used to so many things around Galilee. And here they have fished the whole night and they have, haven't caught a single thing. How many times have I gone fishing in Loch Iron when I was a boy and never caught a thing? Just caught the cold. <laughs> but that's what, that's what happened here. Can you imagine how they felt? They were going back to sort of what they knew. And it didn't work. I don't know what's going on in your life this morning, but potentially there's someone maybe in this room and you're out here and everything, everything looks okay. You, you've broken bread and, and you're saying hello as people come in and you're smiling. You're maybe getting a hug or two and, and, all of that, and everything looks okay. But actually deep down there is discouragement. Discouragement over some stuff that has maybe happened in the past. Maybe in church life. Maybe in family life. Maybe in work life. Maybe because I haven't got work. And this morning, you're discouraged. Did you know Christians can get discouraged? The great King David got discouraged. And in fact, he was so discouraged that there was nobody around him that was helping him, that was coming alongside him. You know what it says of David? David says, he encouraged himself in the Lord. Encouraged himself in the Lord. Maybe, maybe these men that morning, they maybe felt ashamed. Ashamed because of what had happened. We had promised to leave all, we had left all to follow Jesus and we've gone back to the fishing. The Lord's finished with us. We've blown it, guys. And as, they, as we move through the story, and we, we need to keep moving, but as we move through the story, we discover they bring all of this, this catch of fish. The Lord says, put the net on the right side, and they get 153 fish. Do you ever think about the significance of that? It wasn't just a bunch of fish. There were, there were other miracles that had happened, and, and they weren't counted. But on this occasion, they were counted. The importance of individuals. The importance of you as an individual this morning to each other and to the Lord. 
But in the midst of all of this is going on and they catch the fish and, and then suddenly Peter realizes it's the Lord and the Lord just throws out an invitation and he gives three words. He says, come and dine. The ESV, it says, come and have breakfast because they've been up the whole night. Come and dine. What, what does that mean? What does that mean? What does what, it mean to you this morning? You know, um, People would tell you, as, as, as you sit around and have a meal together, it's a time for conversation. I didn't bring my mobile phone with me. can't believe it. Eh? That's hard to believe, isn't it? You know, how, how many of us, even as families now, sit around a table and eat together? It was a common practice in the New Testament that they gathered around and they ate together and then over meals they discussed together and they talked together. And they were able to talk about all the stuff that was going on in their lives and share it with each other over a meal. And I think Jesus was just saying, listen, listen guys, just come and let, let's, let's gather around breakfast and let's chat over what's happened. Is there stuff in your life today? And yes, you've talked about, you've talked with it with people and friends and elders and all the rest of it, but you actually haven't just sat down and just talked to the Lord about it. The Lord gives you an invitation this morning. If you're discouraged, you know, sometimes we feel we have to be, get all the words right and all of that, and even our attitude right, you know. Sometimes in the stuff that has happened in my life, some of the times when I've dined with the Lord is when I've been driving the car. And I've just, bleh, I've just bleh, poured it all out to the Lord. That's what God, he just wants you to come with an open heart this morning and to dine with him. And what happens when you're dining with people? You're talking with them and they're talking with you. If you're discouraged today, can I encourage you at some point today to just come and dine with Jesus and just bleh, just pour it out to him. So when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? That's the question, wasn't it? Do you love me more than the fish, Simon? I know people debate over what the these are, but I, I still think it was the fish. Do you love me more than these fish? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. Jesus said to him the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, feed my sheep. To the disciple. 
This is to the, 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 the man, Peter, who had left everything to follow Jesus. Who had, who had you know, said, Lord, you're not going to just wash my feet. You're going to wash all of me. Lord, I'm going to follow you to the end. I am, I'm not going to let you down. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Peter was the... I, I just see myself so like Peter. He was impetuous. He was like, he spoke before he thought, you know. Like Patrick this morning said to Michelle there, you'll sing another song. And Michelle, ooh. <laughs> My wife hits me a dig. She says, that's like something you'd do. <laughs> She's absolutely right, you know. Well, Peter was that sort of a guy. He was, he was all go, Lord, I'm not going to do, I, I'll do this and I'll do that. And just given the circumstances, all of a sudden, Peter finds himself three times around a fire denying Jesus. Follow you to the death, Lord. And three times he, de- he denies Jesus. And here he is. He's gone back to the fishing. He's now learned the lesson. He's now dining with Jesus and talking with Jesus. And then Jesus turns to him. They're around this fire I guess as Peter, you know, would have walked up to this fire, there would have been memories. Would have conjured up memories. Here I am around this fire. And Jesus is at this fire. Last time I was around a fire, Jesus was at the fire. Last time I was around a fire like this, I denied Jesus three times. And Jesus then says to Peter, do you love me? Do you love me more than these, Peter? Oh, Lord, you know I love you. Peter, do you love me? Oh, Lord, you know that I love you. Peter, do you love me? Peter, a bit frustrated. Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Maybe someone this morning, you started out well. And you blew it in some different ways, whatever the case may be. Listen, cut through all the stuff that's going on. Right? Cut through all that's going on in church. Cut through all that's going on in society. Everything that's going on in your family. Everything that's going on in your, in your personal life and all of that. It comes down to one question at the end of it all. And Jesus says to us all this morning, I want to ask you a question. Do you love me? Do you love me more than anything else in the world? Do you love Jesus today? love Jesus I am always struck I never sing this hymn but I think about the writer the man that wrote it was William Featherstone you know this song my Jesus I love thee I know thou art mine My rock, my fortress, my surety divine, my gracious redeemer, my song shall be now. If ever I love thee, Lord Jesus, it's now. I love thee because thou hast first loved me. Purchased my pardon on Calvary's tree, I love thee for wearing the thorns on thy brow. 
If ever I love thee, Lord Jesus, it's now. We'll quote the rest of the verses. Listen, written by a teenager aged 16. Maybe this morning, Sam Bammer, maybe you this morning need to fall in love all over again with Jesus. You call yourself a disciple of Jesus this morning. Three words. Lovest thou me? So when they are dying, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? We're going to read the same text again. And then, and then he says to Peter, feed my lambs. And then he says to him at the end of 16, feed my sheep. At the end of 17, feed my sheep. Excuse me. And this time he's talking, he's talking not to a fisherman, he's talking to a shepherd this time. I want you to notice a couple of things here. To the shepherds here. I can ask you a question, the rest of you. Do you pray for your shepherds? Do you ever think how difficult a task it is? Um, and this is not good. But so, for example, you know, my daughter-in-law is gluten-free. And I'm gluten-free. And if you do hospitality, you know, dear, oh my goodness. And they're not only gluten-free, but they're also dairy-free. Oh my goodness, what am I going to give them to eat? You know, you panic. How am I going to do this? What? How's it going to work? You know, or maybe you're somebody coming from a different culture. How are they going to manage? You know, I, I've, I've been privileged to go to India a number of times to go to India. And thank the Lord they turned down the curry. <laughs> right down. All right. So it's, it's good that they do. And, and they're adapting. And the shepherds in any church have a responsibility led by the Lord. As Peter got the responsibility, you know what you have to do? You have to feed your sheep. No, no. You have to feed my sheep, said Jesus. See, you all belong to Jesus. You don't belong to the elders here or the shepherds here. There's a sense, yes, you do belong to the church here, but you belong to Jesus first and foremost. And, and you are one of his sheep. And the responsibility is to feed Jesus' sheep. And there's people that are on a bottle. And there's people that are on a sirloin steak. That's the way from milk to meat. And you think, my goodness, how are we going to feed the sheep? It's a big responsibility. To, to, to really to think about the audience, the age, socially where they're from, politically, racially, saved, not saved. Are they carnal? Are they babes in Christ? Are they mature in Christ? And somewhere we've got to provide a meal that's going to suit everyone. Wow. But you know what? Can I say to you, shepherds today, Seek to just feed what God gives you to the people. And I'll tell you now, the Holy Spirit will take it and use it.
We go to Fermanagh Christian Fellowship. And sometimes we, we used to, we had a four-year curriculum for a while, and people were preaching through this and preaching through that, and it was, it was incredible. And then we kind of, you know, you know, we came to the conclusion, if you're coming to preach above and beyond anything else, whether you preach what's, what we have given you or you preach something else, we want you to bring us a message from the throne of God. Not to tickle our ears, but something that God has given you to give to the people. To the sheep this morning. Do you come to be critical or do you come to be fed? There are some people that go out for a meal and there's no pleasing them. It wouldn't matter what you fed them or how eloquent it was. Oh, now did you see that? There was a stain on the napkin. <laughs> There'll be always something to gripe about and complain about. You know? You can either make it easy for the shepherds or you can make it very difficult for the shepherds. Can I encourage you this morning? Make it easy for the shepherds. Come to be fed. To be built up together as the body of Christ. To the shepherds this morning, he says, feed my sheep. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, we're nearly finished. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, when thou wast young, thou girdest thyself, and walkest whether thou wouldest, but when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thy hands, and another shall gird thee, and call thee whether thou wouldest. Or whether I would not. Thus spake he, signifying by what death. You would know that I don't read out of the King James too often, wouldn't you? <laughs> All right. Thus spake he, signifying by what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said unto him, Follow me. Then Peter, turning about, seeth the disciple whom Jesus loved following, which was also the disciple that leaned on his breast at supper and said, Lord, which is he that betrayeth thee? Peter, seeing him, saith to Jesus, Lord, and what shall this man do? Jesus saith unto him, if I, if I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. We know what we're really good at in Northern Ireland. Looking at someone else and going, what is that? Goodness me. See that church down the road? What are they at? And actually, Peter here, he, you know, he's come through a lot of a learning process. He's gathered around the fire. And, and the Lord has said, you know what? Above and beyond everything else, you need to love me, Peter. And he's no sooner through that till he turns around and he says, Lord, um, what about John there? <laughs> What's he at? And the Lord, in the nicest possible way, says, Peter, you mind your own business. You know what you do? You follow me. You follow me. Through all the ups and downs of life, I'm getting old now and start talking like this. <laughs> Marriage challenges, family challenges, church challenges. 
When has it been most difficult? Whenever I've taken my eyes of Jesus. Jesus says to us this morning, in all our questioning, you follow me. You just keep your eyes fixed on me. Because I lead you through the challenges. And I lead you through the questions. And I lead you through the difficulties. Just keep following me. Yes, we need each other. Yes, we can depend on each other. But love Jesus and follow Jesus. Then went abroad the saying among the brethren that that disciple should not die. Yet Jesus said not unto him, he shall not die. But if I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? This is the disciple which testifieth of these things. So John's writing this himself. And wrote these things, and we know that his testimony is true. And there are also many other things which Jesus did, the which, if they should be written every one, I suppose that not even the world itself could not, could not contain the books that should be written. Same passage. And finally, for the expectant. At the end of our communion time, we were remember, rem- reminded Now we only do this until Jesus comes. Till I come. Follow till I come. Remember me till I come. And be ready before I come. I have no doubt that we all love Jesus to come. Sort a lot of our problems out, wouldn't it? Because you'd be gone. You know, we're, we were singing about it earlier on. We'd be we caught up with him. We'd be like him. We, we will, you know, heaven is not this sitting on a cloud playing a harp. And neither is it singing praise all day, every day, 24 hours a day. Heaven is going to be, we're going to be entering into a kingdom where we will serve, where we will worship, where we will praise, yes. But it's it's going to be amazing, absolutely amazing. What is it in my life that really holds me back from saying, Jesus, I'd love you to come just now? If you're honest, if you're sitting around the table with Jesus and you were dining with him and you were being honest with Jesus, what would you say? Because of family and friends that don't know him just yet. It's easy, easy to say, yes, Jesus, come any time. If all your family are united in Jesus. It's another thing when some of them are still not ready. As we draw our time to a close this morning, keep, keep praying for your family. I know a man, he was prayed for, for oh, 65 years, maybe more. 
and he was sitting in a communion service in a home a few years back. And if you'd have picked a verse to preach the gospel from, you wouldn't have read this verse. And it was from Psalm 103, I think it is. Lord, you've lifted me from the dunghill and you've set me amongst princes. And he was sitting around the communion table and he said, he just said, said the Holy Spirit spoke to him just and said, you're in the, you've been in the dunghill long enough, it's time you were among princes. And he trusted the Lord sitting on the seat. Brought up in a Christian family, prayed for it for 65 years. Don't give up. Don't give up. Three words. I don't know where you are in that this morning. Am I discouraged? Am I a disciple? Am I a shepherd? Am I questioned? Am I expectant? Come and dine. Lovest thou me? Feed my sheep. Follow thou me. And all of that is only till I come. May God bless each of you this morning as we spend this time together just around his word seeking to encourage one another. Thank you for listening to this Castlereagh Fellowship podcast. For more podcasts, Bible teaching videos, and to see what's going on at the church, please visit our website, castlereaghfellowship.com. God bless.